seated in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray right now that my speech and my teaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit and power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. I pray that the eyes, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, I pray that you give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance that is in each and every one of us who are your saints. Help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Speak to us, Lord, for your servants here, whether we're in this room, whether we're in the room in the lower sanctuary, whether we are listening live online, or whether we're listening to the recording. Speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome to summer, everybody. Praise the Lord. Finally, some warm weather. It is good to be in the house of the Lord, and we're grateful to the presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. For the presence of the Lord. And uh, we're excited about not only this morning's sermon, but next week. Uh, you want to tell folks to come. I'm going to do my first tag team sermon. Amen. What's a tag team sermon? It's when I speak and then I tag somebody else and they speak. And so this will be interesting. I'm going to tag team with one of our, without, one of our young people, one of our millennials. And so this is exciting. Amen. I said this is exciting. Doing something uh, different. Praise the Lord. Uh, how many of you ever, when you were praying, you used the term, and Lord, you know, Cover them with the, blesses, with the precious blood of Jesus. Anybody use that term? Also, cover them with the precious blood of Jesus. And, um, and I, I want to say that you know, we, when we say that, what we're really referring to, for those of you who never heard that term before or you heard it and you never understood it, what we're basically saying is, is we're using the reference of Exodus. Which, which is a Greek word that means the way out. Uh, and so when we say that, what we're saying, we're referring to the Passover when the people of a, uh, Israel, they took the, the hyssop plant, they dipped it in blood, and they put it over their, the doorposts of their, their, uh, the entrance to their house so that the death angel would pass over their house. Are you following me? So when we say, Lord, cover them with precious blood, what we're really saying is, Lord, you know, keep death away from that individual. Are you following me? You know, when, we're, when we're traveling someplace, Lord, cover the car with your blood. What? Keep death from, because there's a lot of deaths that take place on the highway. Are you following? We take it for granted when, that, that we're going to get from one place to another, but don't take it for granted. I remember I was talking to a pastor uh, 
friend, not more, not more like a mentor. And I remember there was this horrible, horrific accident on the other side of the highway. And I'll never forget, he said, uh, and he's, he's now passed, but he said, looking at the accident, he said, oh my goodness, that person is dead. Lord have mercy. And he got home and found out it was his wife. Okay. And my point is not to, not to make this a grieving session, but the point is, is that we, never, we shouldn't take even going home from here for granted. Amen. And so when we use that term, cover with the blood, uh, that, that, that's saying, God, let, let death pass over the individual who I want you to cover with your blood. And I'm saying that to say that there's terms that we use that we, that we need to understand what they mean. Like when we say in the name of Jesus, we're saying in the reputation of Jesus because his name is based on his reputation. And his name is based on what he does. So when I'm saying in the name of Jesus, I'm saying, Jesus, you are my provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. So I know him as a provider. Can I get a witness out there? Do you know him as a provider? Do you know him as somebody who met your need when you didn't think he was going to meet? Anybody? Come on, come on, come on. Let, 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 amen. No, I'm going to let you go pretty soon. You'll have all afternoon to enjoy the warm weather. But right now, tell your neighbor you're in the house of the Lord. <laughs> amen. Thank you. So, so I want us to understand these terms because there's another term we use uh, called um, um, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I want to say, first of all, that that is not a biblical term. Are you following me? That's not a biblical term. Now, before you take a heart attack and get upset, I remember I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, and I said, that's not a biblical term. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, no, no. I said, it's not a biblical term, but it is a biblical principle. And you have to understand the principle so you don't use the term like it's some magic wand. Remember the uh, seven sons of Sepha? <laughs> I believe you, you spoke on that, Elder Ginny, at Bible class. You know, they said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches about. And the demon said, I know this guy Paul that you're talking about. I even know this Jesus who Paul was talking about. But who thought I was going to put a, something between them? Who are you? And the Bible says that the demons leaped on them and tore, and, and tore them up. That's the urban translation. Tore them up. You, and sometimes when we use these terms and we wonder why it's not working in our lives, because the devil knows we don't even know what we're saying. We use, I pleaded blood of Jesus. The way some of us use it, we might as well have out a rabbit's foot. You better preach Bishop Green. You might as well have a horseshoe. Because you have no idea what you're talking about. That's the bad news. But the good news is, turn your name and say, the good news is, we're going to know today. 
Amen. I didn't even know this, but the Lord knows that I really believe that the reason why he's having me preach is because this month, some of you may not know it, but this month, May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Amen. Mental Health Awareness Month. And how many of you are having struggles with, no, the health of your mentality, the health of your mind, meaning that there's anxiety, there's worry, there's fear, there's agitation. If that's you, raise your hand, okay? Now I give you permission to raise your hand. I'm not saying hallelujah, I'm raising both hands. I'm raising one for me as a pastor and one for me as a man. <laughs> like, it is, it has been a tough two years, going on three. Are you hearing me? And, and, and so I, I want to talk to you about what I believe is God's remedy for the blooded, for, for, for our mental health. And I want to talk to you about the one area, as I said on Easter, if you get an opportunity to listen to that, there were seven places where Jesus bled so that we could be free. And the place I want to talk about is he had a crown of thorns on his head, which means he bled on his head so that we can have mental health. Mental health. The scripture put it this way, and I think it's, I was getting mixed up, but I think it's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us the spirit of fear, anxiety, but he's given unto us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and what? A sound mind. It, when, next time you read that in your Bibles, just put mental health. Whew. So I want to read to you uh, five scriptures that the blood deals with when it comes to our ability to plead the blood of Jesus. So that when you say next time, I plead the blood, you will understand it and, and weaponize the blood. Mm. I believe that one of the things when Paul said, put on the whole armor of God, and he names the armor, and this is in Ephesians chapter 6, and he says, put on the helmet of what? Salvation. What does that mean? Salvation means deliverance. Get my mind set free from, from stress, from worry, from anxiety, from all the things that will cause us to lose our health. So let me just read these, these five scriptures, uh, reading Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 19, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, 23, and 24, and Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. And these are all in different versions, so just if you get a chance, you can look at the slides that are on the screen. Just think how much more surely the blood of Christ will transform our lives and our hearts. The blood of Jesus Christ will transform our hearts and our lives. The blood of Jesus will purify, consecrate, and free us from the stain 
and the dirt and the cold perception and the dead things of this world. The blood will free us from the cold perception, meaning that cold meaning the, the blood of Jesus will free us from thinking about life the way the world thinks about life. There ought to be a difference between the way we think and the way unbelievers think. The blood will set us free from that. If you're with me, say amen. So that we may serve the living God and no longer do things that lead to death. For the power of the eternal spirit of Christ, sorry, but by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 19, it says this, when Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to the Lord, that is the word of God, he took the blood of the calves, sacrificial calves, together with water, uh, scarlet wool, and branches of hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll, again the word, and sprinkled all the people with blood. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 and 20. This, is, this tells me about the price that Jesus pay, paid so we could pray. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, what? By the blood of Jesus, by his death and blood, Jesus opened a new and a living way for us through his body. This is the NIV version of that scripture. And in Hebrews chapter 22, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, 23, and 24, and I hear many times a number of people pray this prayer, and I love it. It says, but you have come to God, the judge of all. God is a judge. Say that with me. God is a judge. Very important. God is a judge. Very important. God is a judge. Very important. Okay. Judge of all. And we come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling, the blood that speaks better things than that of Abel. Mm. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. Many of us have heard this scripture. Then I heard a voice, not simply a voice, a loud voice. I heard a loud voice in heaven. Mm. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. I've been praying regularly, Lord, let your voice be louder in my life than any other voice. There are a lot of voices in the world. Voices on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Netflix, and you, Hulu and so many, so many voices. And that doesn't even count the people in your life. But I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren and our sisterin who accused them before our God day and night. He's been cast down and the accused, say the accused, overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm talking about pleading the blood. What you may not realize is that when you say, have you ever met somebody and you say, how are you doing? They say, I'm blessed. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I need you to work with me here. It's okay, okay. I, I, 
When I say, thank you, interaction, okay, I, when, you, when you're saying I'm blessed, our English word blessed comes from an old Greek word, uh, bledison, which means, Lord have mercy, it, it, it means I am hallowed with blood or mocked with blood. Whenever you say I'm blessed, you're saying I am hallowed with blood. So we say, uh, 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 our Father who art in heaven, what? Hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed means, means, it means venerate, which means we worship your name. It means consecrate, meaning we set your name apart from any other name. And that's why when God uh, gave the Ten Commandments, he said, do not use the Lord's name in vain. And one of the greatest ways people use his name in vain is when they use his name to replace a curse word. Mm -hmm. When you stub your toe, you can either say, Jesus Christ, yes, Lord. Or you could say it the other way. That's using his name in vain. But when you use his name, you set it apart and you say, Jesus, understanding who he is, King of kings and Lord of lords, there's power in the name of Jesus. So, you, so when I say I'm blessed, I'm saying I am marked with the blood of Jesus. I am set apart with his blood. Are you following me so far? It's important that you know that because when we're talking about plead the blood, it is not, no, Jesus, the blood of Jesus, I need you, Jesus. It's not, it's not that kind of plea. This plea, when we say plead the blood, plea is a legal term. I'm about to teach right now. Plea is a legal term term. Plea is a lawsuit that is a court case brought before a judge by a plaintiff. Let me say that again. Plea is a lawsuit brought before a judge by a plaintiff or a complainer or an accuser. Are you following me so far? So, you gotta understand when you plead the blood, a, a court case has been filed. Ooh, Jesus, help me, Holy Spirit. And so, notice, just so you understand. John captures his vision in Revelations and he says, he says, about the accuser, he's been cast down because this accuser has accused the brethren and the sisterin day and night. Now, if you only knew what the accuser, the word accuser means, you may understand why you've been going through so much hell. Because the word accuser, oh my Lord, I'm... It is the Greek word kata gorio. 
from which we get our English word category. And it means to be a plaintiff. It means to charge someone with an offense. The devil, every day and every night, brings a court case against us. This word, our English word, accuse, that was the Greek word, our English word, accuse, it, it comes from two Latin words, ad and casa. So ad means with regard to, and casa means lawsuit. Lord have mercy. What am I saying? I am saying that every day, even while you're sitting in the church, the devil, the accuser, brings a lawsuit against you. And he knows that this is the law, and he can, he can find categories where we have broken God's law. And he knows that God, Lord, mm, see, this is, this is where, unfortunately, these lovey-dovey songs to the Lord has messed us up. I love you. You're my father. That's good. That's good. But, mm, but there are 39 books that describe God another way. In the New Testament, we've been taught this new concept that he's our father. That's why, oh man, I, whew, I could preach if I was by myself. because so, Jesus was crucified. Do you remember why the Pharisees had Jesus crucified? Oh, I got to come down here. The reason why Jesus was crucified, read it for yourself, the leaders say we are crucifying him because he said, God is my father. But before God can be, yes, he's your father. But even more importantly, when it comes to sin, he's our judge. We love the father relationship, but the judge must follow the rules. There are things that I can do for my children, my daughters, as a father that I can't do for them if they break the rules. If there was a law broken, I could, I could do all, I could say, I love you, oh, daughters. I could, but, but the law has been broken. And they have to stand before a judge. So the devil knows that God is a God of justice and, and, and he has to follow his law. That's why as much as God loved you, somebody still had to pay for sin because the law has been broken. Yes. 
So before he could release his love, <laughs> he had to satisfy his laws. Ooh, this is a good word right here. And so the Bible says that though he was accusing them day and night, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. Oh, hallelujah. Are you ready for this? That word overcome is literally, you can look it up for yourself because you may not believe it. It is the, it is the Greek word nikaho from which we get our English word, Nike. So just wearing these, I see you, Jeff, just wearing these makes me an overcomer. I want you to get a picture that, and you may not have Nikes, but my point is that those of you who had Nikes, when you wear them, you, you, you need to walk like an overcomer. And this word, Nikao means to subdue, to conquer, to overcome, to prevail, or I use this, to get the victory. They got the victory by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Are you following me so far? And so, isn't it interesting, and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna speed up and then we'll do something close. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus, talked his, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Luke chapter 11, he said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven. So he was teaching his disciples how to pray. Are you with me? And, and, and he was using that you're going to have a relationship with God that you never had before. Are you following me so far? However, when he gave an illustration of prayer. When he gave an illustration of prayer, he said in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, there was a judge. Woo, Lord have mercy. Help me, Holy Spirit. In other words, we have to stand before the judge to deal with our accuser. Mm. So, let me go through this quickly. There are, are roughly about eight things that need to take place in a court of law. Eight things. And I'll go through them very quickly so that you can know that when you and I plead the blood of Jesus, we have a legal right to have access to what the blood has purchased. So, when we plead the blood of Jesus, first of all, when you're in a courtroom, the first thing you have to deal with is the law. Are you following me? Help me out here, are you following me? Okay. So, so, you have to deal with the law. The reason why you are in there, in a court case, is because some law has been broken or some law has, you've been accused of breaking some law. Are you following me so far? Just say yes. Okay, so now, the next thing is, of course, the judge. The judge. And the Bible says that God not only is the judge, but he is the God of justice. He 
owns justice. He produced justice. And so we find that in Psalm 7, verse 11, and Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. You can look it up for yourself. Now, the next thing in this court, so we have the law, we have a judge, but we also have a prosecutor or a plaintiff or a complainer. In other words, someone brought you to court. Are you following me so far? And, and so who's the person who brought, brings you to court? Satan, the devil. He is always accusing you. He is always bringing you to court based on how you and I have broken the law. Mm. If you remember, a good picture of this is Job chapter 1 where the Bible says the, 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 the sons of men, the angels came before the Lord and, and God says to, the judge says to, 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 to the prosecutor, have you, have you noticed my servant Job? And, and the prosecutor says, okay, an accusation. Are you with me? An accusation. Are you with me? An accusation. The only reason he's serving you is because you're blessing him. He, is, he even accused the most perfect person in the world at that time, Job. The devil is always accusing you. He accused you of what you did yesterday. He accused you. Some of you are sitting here right now accused, sitting in your guilt. But I got good news for you. You don't have to sit in your guilt and in your fault because woo, God is going to deal with the prosecutor. Ah, now, of course, if you have an accuser, you have the accused or the defendant. That's us. And the devil is messing with your mind and my mind because he's constantly bringing accusations. He's constantly, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, he's bringing arguments as to why God can't use you, why you're not getting healed, why you're not getting delivered, why you're broke, what he's bringing constant accusation. But you gotta understand, he is called devil for a reason because the name devil means liar. He will lie to you about God, he will lie to you about yourself, he will lie to you about people around you, he will lie to you about your circumstances. You'll never make it, you'll never change. The devil is a liar, he's the father of of lies, John 8, verse 44. Even right now, there's lies going on in your head about your future. I'm going to get Corolla, the Corolla, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get the, the, the COVID-19 virus, and I may die, and, and all of these thoughts going on in your head. Now, what, how, how are my children going to do in college you know, with, the, with, with the expenses? Will I, even afford, will I even afford to pay for No, the devil is a liar. Mm. He is an accuser. He puts ideas in your heart and your mind, mind that don't belong to God. And so, God in his love says, you know what? When we, oh man, I love this. When we get arrested by the devil, the first thing we ought to say, you ever watch some television shows? They're being interrogated, interrogated, 
Come on, you don't even have to be a lawyer. You watch Law and Order. The guy sits in the, law, in the, in, in the interrogation room, and he says, I'm not going to say another word until what? I see my lawyer. I feel like running around this church. Ah, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, his name, his Greek word is parakletos, from which we get our English word paralegal. Ooh, I could run right now. Ah, ah, ah. And the Bible says in John, uh, John 13, 16, when he, the spirit of truth is, no, uh, yeah, when he, the spirit of truth, will come, truth, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, this is his counsel, but those things which he hears from Jesus, that will he also speak, and he will show you things to come. John 14, verse 26 says, but the comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, the word comfort means strength, who is the Holy Ghost, who the Father shall send in, his, in my name, he will teach you all things, and he'll bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have spoken to you. What, in other words, what I am saying to you, that before you sit in court with the devil who is accusing you, make sure you have your lawyer, the Holy Spirit, and as uh, Delia said one time in a lesson, you have a right to keep your mouth shut. Ah, there is a saying, he or she who represents themselves in court has a fool for a client. In other words, if you represent yourself, you are a fool. And I heard one person, uh, I heard a lawyer say, a lawyer say, I was going into court for something that was out of my expertise as a lawyer. And I did not represent myself. I, as a lawyer, got a lawyer. And they were, sharing, they were sharing the other day, the reason why I didn't represent myself ooh, is because I would be too emotional, too tied to the case. And some of you, oh Lord have mercy, you're trying to represent yourself against the devil and you're all emotional and the devil just got you turned upside down. But you need to say, Holy Spirit, I need you to comfort and guide me. You know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. Represent me. That's why half of us are in a mess. He is sitting there. Come on, you all seen Law and Order? The witness says something wrong. Who, 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 by, who, who, says, who says something against himself and, and they take that down and they say, what do they say? The, oh Lord, the, 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 the attorney says, Your Honor, judge, we, we don't like this line of questioning. And the judge says, sorry, your client opened up the door. 
How many doors have you opened up because of what came out of your mouth? Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, this will never work. And you would say, well, I was just, I was just kidding around. Jesus says every idle word, he's listening. Could it be the reason why you're not going any places because you're idling? Mm. 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 Why, am I not, why am I not going anywhere, Jesus? Because you've been speaking idle words, words that take you no place. Mm. But I got good news for you. Not only do you have legal counsel, but you also have a witness. Not, there, has to be, there has to be evidence, and there has to be a witness. And the Bible says that the blood is my witness. Ooh, Jesus, help us to get this. The blood, what, what do you mean the blood is a witness? Because the blood speaks. The blood speaks. And I said, God, you said the blood speaks. And you said the blood speaks of better things. God, what is the blood saying if the blood speaks? Woo, I'm having a good time up here by myself. And he said, Brian, the blood of Abel in that scripture, when he was killed innocently by Cain, Abel's blood in the ground was screaming for justice! Eye for an eye! Two for a tooth. Jesus' blood. Woo. Shed a boca. Jesus' blood. Picture you're now in the holies of holies. Picture now that this is the Ark of the Covenant. And picture the angels facing each other. And in the middle of the seat, and the angels is called the Shekinah, the presence of God. And Jesus' blood, while the law was saying they deserve to die, Jesus' blood covers our sin. So there's no account of our sins. So instead of crying for justice, Jesus' blood speaks mercy. That's why we don't have to worry about hell. Mercy. Mercy. And because of mercy, then you can have grace. Because you have mercy, then you have grace. What do you mean? Mercy is me not getting what I deserved. Grace is me getting what I don't deserve. Mm. Mercy means I should go to hell, but because of mercy, I don't get hell. Grace is I don't deserve heaven, but I'm getting heaven. Ah, we are saved by grace. Ah, God does everything to the praise and the glory of his grace. Every time he blesses you, you got to give him praise for his grace. But first start with mercy.
mercy because you didn't get what you deserved. Woo! Tell, tell somebody he is preaching good this morning. Now, the way you're going to have to get out of this is because evidence, evidence is going to get you out of the situation. It's going to get you the right verdict. Ah, and what's the evidence? The evidence, again, is the blood of Jesus. But it's not simply the blood. It is faith in the blood. Because mm. faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So it's not simply pleading the blood. It is actually having faith that the blood of Jesus Christ will cover everything. So whenever the devil, the, the devil wants to try to peek under the blood, but he can't. He's trying to find your sins, but he can't because they're all covered with the blood. And because they're covered with the blood, I'm free. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. No more carrying guilt and shame. I am free. So whenever time the devil tries to accuse you, plead the blood. Uh, 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 you need to come up here for a minute. Plead the blood. In other words, uh, in other words, you ought to get tired of the devil bringing accusations against you. You need to turn the tables and, and take the devil to court and say, I accuse you of... Of, you have no business putting your hands on me. You have no business touching my mind. I plead the blood. I take you to the judge. Hey! I take you to the king of kings. I take you to the Lord of God. Yeah, I'm the plaintiff now. I'm the prosecutor now. I put you on defense. I plead the blood. Every time, you, uh, every time you're on your knees, you take the devil to court. You take him to the court of heaven. Ha! And your lawyer will never lose a case. You think Perry Mason is good, you get the Holy Ghost. You ought to get tired of the devil smacking you from one end of the week to another. It's time for you to get on your knees and take him to court. Tell him that you serve a God. Ha! Give him your testimony. That's how you overcome. The hiss upon the door, it is your testimony. It is your word that says God is a provider. I don't have to be driven out of my mind. He is Jehovah Shalom. I have peace because my God is the Prince of Peace. Mm. Mm. Can you just praise him right now for the blood? Come on, folks. Praise him right now for the blood. Praise him right now for the blood. Thank you for your blood. I'm turning the tables. I'm, I'm tired of being kept taken to court. I'm tired of being accused. I accuse you, Satan. I accuse you, Satan, for tampering with my sin because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses. You didn't hear what I said? Every time you go in prayer, you're taking the devil to court. Take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my mind. 
take your hands off my shirt. Why? Because it's covered with the blood. The blood has set me free so I can do the works of God. Get thee behind me, Satan. He fears the blood. He doesn't fear your word. He doesn't fear how you articulate. He fears that you know there is power in the blood of Jesus. And my final point, you can have all that, but in the final analysis, you need a verdict. Woo! You need a verdict. And the word verdict comes from two Latin words, ver, uh, verdicio, meaning to say the truth, to say the truth. And Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If the Son therefore, I said if the Son therefore make you free, you shall be free indeed. And so when his verdict says not guilty, walk in your freedom. Walk in your victory. Walk like a child of God. But let me say one more point. Because some of you are like, oh, where's the jury? You don't need a jury in every case. Raise your hand if you ever heard of a woman named Catherine Menzel. 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 Anybody ever heard of Catherine Menzel? You never heard of Catherine? Was it that pronounced her name right? Yeah, Catherine Menzel. Or Mazzelli. You never heard of her? How many of her? No one heard of her? She changed your life. That woman changed your life. That 35-year-old woman changed your life, and you don't even know who she is. Tell us. You know when all of a sudden you were traveling on the airplane, traveling on the train, and all of a sudden this mandate came out that people don't have to wear masks anymore? You know who made that decision? Catherine Mazzelli. Did I get the right room? Yes, no, yes, no. Look at me. Huh? She? I'm looking at the lawyers. They're, they're looking at each other. Huh? Fix me here. She's a judge? Yeah. 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 But you all, you, you all I'm looking at the lawyers because I said I can't mess up this thing. But she, thank you, thank you. There's another lawyer there too. She made the decision that the mask mandate is illegal. And so there was no jury. A 35-year-old woman who, this is deep, who other judges said she did not have the experience to get the position that she was in. But because she got that position, they didn't care about her resume. Oh, hey, shakabo. Because she had a position, she said no more mass, and there was nothing any of you all could do about it other than stay home and not travel. 
What am, I, uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that God has already given a verdict on your case and stop looking for a jury of your peers to confirm what God is already doing. That's a bad word right there. You're waiting for people to support you and people to confirm you. Stand on the word of the judge. Ha! That's a bad, you know I am preaching up in here. That's a bad word. If the whole country can change on the word of one 35-year-old woman, what can happen when the judge of all judges pronounces a verdict over you that you're free? You better come out of your prison. I said you better come out of your prison. I said you better come out of your prison. Hey, hey, why don't you just take 30 seconds to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord right now. Come on. Thank you for the ability to plead the blood. Uh, to plead the blood. To bring the blood as my evidence. To plead the blood. This is my evidence. This speaks for my life. Uh, this covers every sin. This covers every account against me. Mm. So Bishop, what do you want me to do? You can sit, you can stand, whatever you want to do. But I want to, I, I want you, I want to show you how to plead the blood on your mind. And this is what I do every day. We talked about the blood test. And this month we're supposed to take a blood test where every day we plead the blood over our mind. Are you with me? And I, I have a long version, which takes 32 seconds, and I got a short version that takes about 15 seconds. You can use either one, but I'm gonna give them both to you. So that way, and let's see. Let's see at the end of this month what the, what the test results are. What the test results are. And so I'm gonna show you what I do. And I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. And some of you say, oh, man, that was good, but I don't have any oil. Well, I got good news for you. My wife packed about, I don't know, 70 to 80 bottles of oil in the back there on the vestibule. So you can grab one of these. We prayed over them. But I want you to repeat after me. Are you ready? And so. This is what I do. I plead the blood of Jesus. I'll say it again. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I make a cross over my head, simply because, on my forehead, simply because it reminds me that the power of the blood was purchased on the cross. Okay. Now again, you don't have to do this, 
We're not talking about some magic. We're talking about understanding what we're doing. So one more time. I plead the blood of Jesus. Just one more time. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind and over my body. Today, I have the mind of Christ. For the blood of Jesus Christ frees my mind from dead works and the lies of the devil so that I can serve God. I am blessed, mocked by the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus Christ is also my witness. For the blood speaks of the better and greater things and the new way of living. Jesus has opened up for my life today. Amen. That was a long version. Now, let's do the short version. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. I plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Over, my over my mind and over my body. And over my body. Today, I Today I have the mind of Christ. For the blood of Jesus Christ, Christ. frees my, my mind from dead works, dead works and the lies of the devil, the of the devil. So, I so I can serve God. Okay. So the first one, with us going back and forth, took 45 seconds. That one that we just did took 21 seconds. What am I saying? I'm saying some of you have spent more time in therapy than that. Amen? You don't have to raise your hand. I raise my hand. Amen. Some, some of us have spent more time talking to people about our situation than that. And you may say, well, what if it doesn't work? Then you don't lose anything. But what if it does? And I have to believe that when I plead the blood for deliverance from dead works, and I would even encourage you, well, our family's already doing this, that tell the Lord what those dead works are. In other words, the blood of Jesus Christ frees my mind from the dead works of anxiety, the dead works of worry, the dead works of fear, the dead works, things that are killing me, I plead the blood over and watch the blood of Jesus start to free you from fear, free you from anxiety, free you from financial stress, just free you from lust and bondages, free you. Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Lord, that there are times we want to go before you as Father. 
intimate relationship, worshiping you. And we should. But there are other times we need to bring our case before you and tell the devil that you already know the verdict and we're free. We don't have to be bound because the truth makes us free. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit who is our counselor. Help us to stop trying to represent ourselves in the court of heaven. Help us uh, to let the Holy Spirit speak in court. Yes, Lord, I don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit knows how to address the court. Mm. Oh, help some of us to stop praying, spending more time praying in the Holy Ghost, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to make a case on our behalf so that all things will work together for good. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit. My God, my God, I thank you, Jesus. Uh -huh. Could you take a minute and just, just pray for the person next to you. Um, just pray for them. If you, you don't necessarily have to hold hands or anything, but if you know them and you sit next to a friend, that's fine. But the point is, is that we want you to pray. Just, just pray right now that, that they would understand that they have a case. It's the blood of Jesus. It's, it's pleading the blood. I don't have to sit there and keep dealing with the illegality of my adversary. The widow kept going to the judge. That's the thing, that's the thing. But what happens if things don't change at, at, on May 31st? Keep going to the judge, keep going to the judge, keep going to the judge, and sooner or later, the prosecutor is going to get it that he does not have a case against you because of the blood is speaking as a witness on our behalf. The blood is evidence on our behalf. Yes, 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 Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, you're doing something here. You're doing, if we lean into this, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a shifting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I plead the blood. Yes, yes, yes. Over every individual. Oh, yes. I make a court case right now. The blood. 
uh, you, can't, you can't look up their accounts, you can't look up their categories of their sin, devil, because the blood has covered it. The blood has removed it. As far as the east is from the west, so far have we removed uh, mm, transgression from us. And Lord, we will, we will apply the hyssop Ah, to the door of our lives. We will use our tongues. Ah, you said we overcome by the word of our testimony. We got to testify to what the blood has done. We have to testify to the goodness of the Lord. That's how we keep the accuser quiet, is by testifying about how good God has been to us. His mercies are new every day. His grace is sufficient for us. Ah, because of the blood of Jesus, I'm not getting what I deserve. Ah, and because of the blood of Jesus, his grace, I am getting things I have no business getting. Ah, the favor of God because of the blood. Mm. Mm. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. And because I'm, my mind is moving so quickly, remind me, comment about praying for children. Remind me about that, okay? As every head is bowed and every eyes closed. As you saw me take out the Bible, and I said that the devil, Satan, Satan means opponent, so he is trying, he is standing as your opponent to make sure that you don't you don't have access to eternal life, that you don't have access to heaven. Satan. Not only is he Satan, but he's the devil. And I said to you, the word devil, you can look it up for yourself, it means slanderer. It means liar. He is a liar. And so he will lie to you by telling you you're a good person. He will lie to you, telling you well, you go to church because he knows that the law says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Life, life, life. And no person comes to the Father. No person has access to heaven except through Jesus. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 10, I believe it's 19, says that Jesus used the payment of his blood to open the way for us to have access to God. And without the, I, pardon me to using this, this earthly example, but without the ticket of the blood of Jesus, you do not get entry into heaven. Because as long as the blood has not been applied to your life, the devil has a record of every motive, every sin that you have done, and it will be used against you in the court of God's law. And we've watched those television shows where the guilty person screamed out, I'm innocent, and it didn't matter because the verdict said, you're guilty. That's the bad news. The good news is that why not give your life to Jesus so that his blood can cover the accounts of every wrong thing you did so that you can have access to a heaven you don't deserve. 
So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you are never received Jesus Christ as your Savior. Or in the same book of Hebrews, it talks about people who are walking with God and now they're no longer walking with God and it's called trampling the blood. It's called devaluing the blood. When you look at Passover, the Bible says that they painted the doorposts, but they didn't put the blood on the floor that is the threshold because the blood is sacred. It's not to be stepped on. And when you're walking with God, and all of a sudden you stop walking with God, you literally step on the blood. You desecrate the blood. But the good news is, because you're alive, you can come back to Jesus and put the blood where it should be over your life. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed and you're here and you say, Bishop, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want, I want that blood to be applied to my life. I want to have access to God. I want to, I want to make sure that after all is said and done, if I were to pass away, I would meet my Father God in heaven. That the judge of heaven, the Lord of lords, would find me not guilty not because I didn't do anything, but because his blood has covered every wrong I've done. If that is you, as if your head is bowed and every eyes closed, could you slip up your hand so I can include you in this final prayer? Those of you who want to give your life to the Lord, I just want to make sure we don't miss anybody because uh, you, you're not walking with the Lord, but you want to return back to the Lord. I just want to make sure we don't miss anybody. Praise the Lord. Just before I give the closing blessing, I want you to look at me. One of the things that the Lord has put on my heart, and, and I'm not asking you to do the same thing, but what I am going to do is give you a, a, a mechanism, a tool by which you can apply the blood as, you know, in the lives of others. Now, I've been thinking that one of the things, reasons why I believe the Lord gave me this word is because a lot of our children are suffering from the attacks of the enemy in their mind. Can I get a witness out there? And when I mean our children, I'm not talking about just the, the young ones downstairs. I'm talking about you know, some of us who have adult children, that the enemy is just attacking their mind, fiery darts. And, and so, um, so some of you, you are blessed that you can actually anoint your child with oil. Are you with me? Some of you, your children are uh, are walking with the Lord or they're mature enough to put oil on their own head and, and, and I, would, I would advise you to teach your child how to anoint themselves. Are you with me? Teach your child how to anoint. In other words, you want to come to a place where your God becomes your child's God. Are you with me? Your, in other words, God has blessed us. I know everybody's not blessed by, like us, but God has blessed us that if me and Lady Carmen be, decided to become stupid and walk away from God, our daughters know God so much that they'd be saying, we'll see you later. Say, that's what you want. You want your children to know God for themselves. Okay, that's the goal. So some of you, you have eight-year-olders who are like, I love God. Give them their oil and let them anoint themselves. But some of us, we have children who are either they don't walk with God or they're like, don't, you know, I'm not, you know, you, you shouldn't even think about looking to put oil on them. Are you following me? 
So this is a, and I asked the Lord because I'm praying over our young people. And I was like, God, no, there's young people that really need to be anointed. What can I do? And the Lord, the Lord just gave me this revelation. He said, take their picture and either put it in a baggie or laminate it. And then you take oil and anoint their picture. That is so good. That, that, that is the Holy Ghost. And so what I'm doing, I'm taking a picture of one of our young people. I'm going to laminate it. And, and every day, I'm going to, after I anoint myself, I'm going to anoint the, 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 the head of that child as a proxy for all of our children so that their minds will be free from dead works so that they can serve God. Amen. The good news is we don't have to sit there and take it. It's time for us to take it to the devil. Amen. Amen. So let me give a closing blessing. Those of you who are first-time guests, we don't give a closing prayer. We give a closing blessing. And so we're going to ask that you put out in your hands that you receive the blessing of the Lord. And if you're new here or if you're new online, um, this is found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. In fact, seeing that this is laminated, I'm going to bless this. I'm going to bless this just so that you know that, yes. So may the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, mm -hmm. merciful kind-hearted and pleasant and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord, through the power of his blood, give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his composure, where you can hold it together, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose, and destiny, as Lady Common preached last week, and destiny for your life. I bless you. I bless all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. God bless you and keep pleading the blood. Amen. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.